0: expert Steeler fans. Welcome back to an episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you. We are in draft month. It's Thursday morning. It's the first Thursday of April, but we're a week down and we are four weeks away from the first day of the 2022 NFL draft. Now I'm someone who loves the draft. I just don't always go absolutely crazy. In looking at all the prospects and everything, um, there's other guys that are better than that or better at that than me, is the best way to say it. I will say this if you're looking for some great dra- coverage leading up to the draft, my goodness, the, um, the draft fix on Mondays with Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar, holy cow, uh, talk about a plethora of information. It's right there. It's that's the noon show on Monday, so make sure you check that out if if that's what you're looking for. Because, man, Andrew he just starts spouting off stuff about like the most random seventh round draft pick there could be, and knows all this stuff and these measurables, and it's just it's just insane. But I I highly recommend that one. But I also highly recommend all of our podcasts. uh, Stat Geek is just one of many shows on our Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network. Chances are if you're listening here you've probably listened to other shows. Uh we are you've got the flagship show of Let's Ride which is Monday, Wednesday, Fridays in the morning. That's with Jeff Hartman and you've got uh, the, from the cutting room floor with Jeffrey Benedict who joined me last week as my first ever guest on stat geek, uh, cause we wanted to talk and rant a little bit about, uh, NFL overtime and them adjusting the role and everything there. So if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and check that. That was a lot of fun with Jeffrey. And as I said on that show, I like to call his, his show stat geek 2.0 because, uh, he, uh, especially in the off season. He really breaks down some good numbers there. Um, and then we've got the noon lineup. I already mentioned the fantasy fix and uh, we've got, you know, live Mike, war room, what Yin's talking about, the here we go show, uh, the power half hour on the weekends. I per- I think it's a noon show. Um, and then of course, oh, and the morning shows. I almost forgot about uh, bad language on the weekends on Sunday morning. Uh, can't, can't forget that one because that's another morning show we have going. And then we've got our whole YouTube, Facebook live shows that go out live there and there's the interaction part going on there, but they're also part of our podcast network that they come out in podcast form shortly after we record. Um, So they come out late at night. So they're always readily available the next morning. And uh, so those, those are the shows that are uh, Monday through Friday. There's actually, sorry, Sunday through Friday. There's actually no Saturday show because we moved touchdown under to Friday's. Um, um, for those guys working in the future in Australia, that was just what, what, uh, what was necessary for them. So therefore there's two shows on Friday and two shows on Sunday. So if sorry if you're, if you're feel lonely on Saturday, but at least we try to give you a fix going into it and one coming out. So, uh, because Sunday we have the, uh, the, the. It's the AFC North show. I can't remember the exact name with tape boys. Uh, we run the North. I'm pretty sure is what that is. And then the Steelers Q&A, which is uh, later on Sunday evening. Now that I've gone and done the whole rundown there, also got to make sure you check it out behind the steelcurtain.com. It's, it is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of great articles there constantly. Film rooms, uh, breaking news, draft prospect things, mock drafts. Um, whether they're our own or coverage covered by other places. Um, I do a lot of the salary cap updates and things like that. Uh if you're if you're listening to the podcast and haven't checked out the website, just make sure you swing by some time. Great community, great place for interaction. Uh sign up free for an account to just comment in in the articles. And uh it's it's a lot of fun and a lot of a lot of good, knowledgeable Steeler fans. But let's dive into today's show and today's topic because it's it's what we do. I'm after being away from the normal routine of things last week when I did that show with Jeffrey, it's time to get back to answering some questions. So I'm going to answer a question in the first half, probably going to run long in the first half because of the extent of the question. And then I have another question that was actually posed um, on the SkillBro show this week. And I'm like, I got to look that up. So we'll be doing that. So I'm going to dive right in. This comes from Matt O'Grady on Twitter, which is at Matt D O'Grady. And he said, wanted to see if you could answer a stat key question about our rookies last season. I never remember so many playing so much and starting so much. He said, starting with all caps. That's why I emphasized it the way I did. (laughs) Was hoping you could compare to recent years and let us know. Most ever? Question mark? Exclamation mark? Well, I did look into that, but I will be honest with you. I only went back so far because I had to go by year by year and look up each, each thing, total them up. It took some time. I stopped under Mike Tomlin. That's what I did. I, I looked up under Mike Tomlin and said, let's see how much they've, they've called on their rookies to start. Um, if I ever have time, I'll go back and look even further back. But I, I just, that's what I had. And it's funny, you're like, well, well, why 2007? Well, I thought about going farther, but believe it or not, that was the last line on my paper where I was writing notes. So I'm like, oh, I guess that's where I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> but uh, honestly, the other reason I stopped there is it's so many numbers and so much to say, I'm just afraid that I wouldn't be able to fit it all in um, in one segment. So what I did was I looked at the number of total players drafted by the Steelers that year. I looked at the number of players that played for the Steelers that year as drafted rookies. They had, they had to be drafted. had to be their first year with the Steelers. And, you know, in the same year they were drafted. I looked at how many games they appeared in. Then I averaged those, those games. Um, By the number of players that played, not the numbers that were drafted, even the ones that were, that played. And the reason I did that was because if you went by the number of players drafted, it would be even more of a discrepancy. Uh, But you know, so I'm like, okay, so for example, I'll just throw one out there in 2018 of the seven players that were drafted in that draft, five of them played for the Steelers as rookies and they appeared in 59 games. That's an average of 11.8 games per player that played. So in other words, of the players that played games, that's how many they averaged appearing in. Now, for all you know, the only player appeared, you know, just with one snap or something like that. But I just went by those numbers. But I also went farther. Out of those players, how many of those players actually had a start? How many total games were started? And then, of course, of those starting players, how many of them on average started you know how or how many games each one of them started um which that may or may not be a high number you'll you'll see as it go but because for example I'll just go ahead and give the example in 2011 there was only one drafted rookie that started during that season um and it was Marcus Marcus Gilbert but he started 11 games. So therefore that's going to be the highest one because it was only one of them. And he played a lot and he started a lot of games. So, but we'll, we'll explain it as it goes. So the question is how did 2021 compare to everyone else? Well, let's, let's dive into those numbers. There was nine players selected in the draft last year. Eight of them played. The only one that didn't was Quincy Roche who didn't originally make the team and then was picked up by the giants of those eight players. <laughs> One hundred and fifteen games played. One hundred and fifteen games played. Wow. Okay, that's an average of fourteen point four games played per, you know, per player. Then you look at the starts. Part of me is like, maybe I should say this to the end with a big reveal, but I think everyone knows this. Sixty two starts by six different players. Six players started. The only rookies on the Steelers that made the team and did not start a game was Buddy Johnson and Presley Harvin. So remember, your starting punter doesn't count as a game start. None of his games count as game started. So those 62 games doesn't even include the punter. Okay, and who played, who appeared in 15 games. So that means out of those six players, they, they started, they averaged 10.3 starts per player. Now, of course there was 17 games. Najee Harris broke a record. He was the only player to ever have a chance at this record. Not the only one. He was, he was the, the, um. The first one to really have a chance along with the other players last year. He is the first player in Steelers history who to, as a rookie, start 17 games because they had 17 games, 17 regular season games. So, but he managed to do that. He started every game, um, which there's a lot of years in there where you don't have a rookie that started every game. But even if you adjust those numbers from 17 games down to 16 games for 2021, instead of 62 starts, it would have been 58 starts. If you if you look at it percentage wise, I just you know, sixteen out of seventeen, what is that with sixty-two? That would be fifty-eight out of sixty-two is roughly the equivalent fraction. It would be it would be fifty-eight points and it was above that, but I just rounded down. So they would have had fifty-eight starts still, which is crazy because the next closest is a long well several years back, and it's not even into the forties. It's not even into the forties. So I'll run through these like 2020. It was a, it was a record breaking rookie year. It was the first time ever that every player drafted by the Steelers appeared in a game for the Steelers, the rookie year, not just their rookie year. The Steelers had never had that where every player ap- appeared for them ever. And last year's draft class all did it as rookies. So that was six players drafted. All six of them played sixty-seven games played. That was eleven point two average. They only had fifteen starts though. Three players, fifteen total starts. That was only an average of five five starts per player. Twenty nineteen, nine drafted players. Seven of them played seventy-five games played. That was ten point seven games played per per player. Twenty-nine starts. by three players. That was a 9.7 average. 2018, seven players drafted, five played, 59 games, 11.8 average, four started, 30 games, 7.5 average. 2017, because that was another really good rookie class. Think of 2017. You had TJ Watt, you had Juju Smith-Schuster, you had Cameron Sutton, you had James Conner. And out of the out of the eight players drafted there, five of them Um, Played in games, 58 total games. That was 11.6 average. Um, 23 starts by three players for 7.7 starts per player. See, because someone like Cam Sutton was thrown in there and uh, who started a game, but it was just one. So... And even James Conner, I'm pretty sure he did not have a start his rookie season. Um, I'd have to go back and double check that, but I'm, I'm thinking he was not. It was it was TJ and Juju along with Cam Sutton. They, they were the three starters in that season. In 2016, seven drafted players, five of them played 65 games, 13.0 game games per per player. That one's tied for the second highest behind 2021 of 14.4. and But they had 32 starts. That was a bigger one. That, was the, the, that came in number three. 32 starts among four players, but they averaged eight starts per game. So there was a higher average in like 2019, um, meaning an average of how many games each player started. Uh, 2015, that was a low one. Eight drafted, six played. 46 games. That's only 7.7 games per player. There was only two players that started games that season as rookies. And they only had seven combined starts. That's a three and a half average. Uh, 2014, nine players drafted. Six of them played as rookies. They played in 58 games, 9.7 games per player. Four of those six started games, but only 13 total that's a 3.25 average. So, you know, some of them got a few starts but but only but only uh 13 in all. Here's the one that's the closest to 2021. Here you go. The closest one to 2021 was believe it or not 2013. 9 players drafted. 6 of them played in games. Of a total of sixty-nine games, it's only eleven point five average. That's not where it's as close as twenty twenty-one. What's close is that five players started games, and they started a total of thirty-five games. Five players, thirty-five starts. That's an average, only an average of 7.0. But that thirty-five is the only is the closest one to the 62 starts that there was in in 2021 under Mike Tomlin 35. Now let's take a second and look at that and say, who was starting games that year? Well, there were five players that started. uh, It was five out of the six that, that appeared in games. The only one that appeared in games that didn't start one was Landry Jones. He appeared in one game. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's it. So um, then there was, a, so all the rest of them started at least one game. Marcus Wheaton started one game, wide receiver. Shamarco Thomas started two games. Jarvis Jones started eight games. Vince Williams started 11 games because remember, he had to come in for the injured Larry Foot. And then Le'Veon Bell started 13 games. Remember, he missed the first three games of the season due to injury and then came in and started, started the last 13. That's the closest the closest amount of rookies starting for the Steelers under Mike Tomlin to what last year was. And last year was 62, with three players starting double-digit games. Those three players were Najee Harris, Dan Moore Jr., and Kendrick Green. Pat Freremuth did not start double digit games. Even he started nine games because that's one of those things that sometimes it does depend on the position because something like tight end or wide receiver, it kind of depends on the formation and what you start for the game. So that's just something to keep in mind. So let's keep rolling with this here real quick. Um, now that we've hit the, hit the main one that was the closest because then it's a big drop off and it continues to drop and you'll see how this progressed Um, through Mike Tomlin's time, you know, going backwards with the Steelers. 2012, nine players drafted, five played, 53 games. That's a 10.6 average. Four had starts, but there was only 19 total starts. Their average starts per player were were four and three quarters. 2011, they only had seven draft picks. Five of them played games as rookies. 65 games. This was tied for the second highest with a 13.0 average. But only one player, I already mentioned this when one player started games, and that was Marcus Gilbert and he started 13. So that was the highest average starts per player. and it's the only one that was higher than this past year. and that's because it was but that's because it was one player for for 13 games. So that's really hard to compare to six different players starting games this past year. 2010, 10 draft picks, seven stuck with the team. They played in 73 games, 10.4 games uh, per player. Only two of them started games for 17 games, 8.5, one of which was Marquise Pouncey. I'm pretty sure he had 16 of them, if, if, I, if I recall correctly. I don't have all these things right in front of me because this is already a huge piece of paper in front of me with all these numbers. Um, in 2009, there was nine players drafted by the Steelers. Six of them played as rookies in 68 games. 10, they, that averaged 11.3 per player. Three players started games that year and they started a total combined eight games that's right eight games 2.7 games started per rookie that actually started a game but that's still not the lowest the lowest comes in 2008 2008 now remember this is the last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl so you're the thing that's interesting is they won the Super Bowl but they definitely weren't relying on their rookies because they drafted seven players Four of them appeared in games. They only appeared in 21 games. That was only 5.3 uh, games per player. That is by far the lowest. They only had one player start games, and they started one game. One player, one game, one total start for the rookies in the year of the Steelers, the last time they won the Super Bowl. Um, in 2007- There was, they drafted eight players, six of them played in 76 games, 12.2 games per per player. Only one player got start starts as a rookie in 2007 and it, and it, and they got five starts on the season. So obviously that was a five average. I just real quick, just to, just to think about it. I said, well, if 2008 was so low, was 2005 as low? just you know was that a, something to look at all oh, not having to play your rookies gave you a better chance to, to win the super bowl no nah, it was it, it was more like everything else cuz they had eight players drafted five of them played 40 games that was an average of eight which was on the lower side. It was the third, would have been the third lowest out of everything, but they did have three players start with twenty games, and it was a six point seven average. So, but I, I just thought I'd run through those numbers. We're gonna go ahead and take a break, and I'm gonna come back with the conclusion of these numbers, and then roll into the to the second part of the show because that question is not going to take as long because I knew this one was going to take a while. So stick around. And we'll be right back. Welcome back Steelers fans to the second part here of Steelers Stat Geek. What we looked at just a little bit ago, hopefully you're you're still with me. I broke down the numbers in the Mike Tomlin era of rookies and how much they played and well, how many games they played. We didn't look at snaps or anything like that. That's really position dependent, but we looked at the number of starts and how many rookies were called on to start. And my goodness, if you look through this, you start off early in Mike Tomlin's time with the Steelers. You know, you're know, you talking about five total games of rookie starting in 2007, one game in 2008, eight games in 2009, 17 games in 2010, 13 games in 2011, and 19 games in 2012. So never over 20 for the first six years of Mike Tomlin's um, time there was no more than total twenty games started by rookies, and what's interesting is Najee Harris got close to that himself. You know, with seventeen, obviously he couldn't get any more than that. But that's that's just really crazy because when you look at it, I'm trying to add these up here real quick. Uh, that's thirty. That's forty nine. That's 30. oh my goodness, the first six years of Mike Tomlin's coaching career total is starts by rookies of all six seasons is only one game more than the total number of games started by rookies in 2021 by the Steelers. Six years worth and only one game more, 63 versus 62. That's crazy. But if you look at that, 62 starts in 2021. The second highest was 2013 with, uh, with 35. Then the next closest from that was 2018 with 30. And then 2019 with 29. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was a 32 in there. I almost missed it. So so, so first was 62 in 2021. Second was 65 in 2013. Third, sorry, it was 2016 with 32. And then it was 30 in 2018 and then 29 in 2019. So this was a trend more recent, except in 2020, which is crazy because that was a year, you know, where things were a little bit off and the Steelers didn't have a first round draft pick, but yet all their draft picks made the team. So probably I would say the reason that's the outlier in more recent years is because of not having that draft pick because they only had 15 starts combined. And by not having a first rounder, that's definitely going to affect that. But uh, like I said, that was still a draft where all the players made the team and appeared in games. So, but this past year with all those starts, that is definitely by far under Mike Tomlin the most that they've had to call on their rookies. Now, why did they have to do that? Well, the salary cap went down. They had to. That's just, you can explain why it happened, but it still happened. You know, the, the, it's just good to, to get those kind of reasons. So, um i hope that was a, a good enough breakdown there for you because that was a that was one of those things that you know it took a long time to compile but it was kind of fun and intriguing to to figure all that out and to just to really see that wow to go from 35 in 2013 as being the next closest all the way up to 62 that just seems that just seems insane even though there was one extra game it still wouldn't have it was still a big big outlier so what'll be interesting to see is how it goes in 2022. Will it be a quote unquote overcorrection, which isn't really overcorrecting? It's because of those rookies starting so many games. Are there less starting spots for rookies this year? There might be. Um, is it so? Is it a, Is it going to go? Way far in one direction. Um, that's one question. Is it going to just get back more to average? You could even say that that sixty-two games started this past year was that because of the salary cap, or was it also because the Steelers didn't weren't didn't have a have the young rookies that they were calling on the year before, where they only had fifteen starts. Um, but you know they still had plenty of players there. So I, I don't know that I would go that far either. But it's it's just interesting. To To break down those numbers. So let's dive into the next question. The next question actually was brought up uh, when my brother and I were talking on the Scobro show Tuesday night. If you didn't check out the show, make sure you do that. Um, I I did something that I hadn't done before. It was quite embarrassing, but it was my brother's birthday. So uh, I let him, I, I let him um, just um, decide which version of happy birthday, I sang, I was singing to him. He, he declined the Elvis version and the Pearl Jam version and went with the Marilyn Monroe version. So uh, I don't know if you want to hear that or not. If you're curious, make sure you check that out. Um, I don't know. I, I would skip over that part, but that's just me. So what we were talking about was players being, you know, players that aren't on the roster right now for the Steelers that played for them last year that are still out there in free agency. What are the odds of some of them, you know, maybe coming, coming around by training camp? You know, obviously there's some of the bigger names, you know, like we, we kind of talked about Terrell Edmonds for a while, but you could talk about other guys that the Steelers didn't bring back or even released. What if they don't get picked up by anybody? Is there, is there a possibility that somebody like a Zach Banner could end up back with the Steelers in training camp? You know, is, is it, is there somebody like a, or even like a Joe Hayden, if the market isn't big for him out there and he decides he's, he's not done playing and he'd rather finish it out in Pittsburgh. You know, those were the questions we were talking about, but we were talking about training camp. And then we got into the discussion before we really dove in all the players is, are they going to be back in Latrobe at St. Vincent college? And, we don't know the answer to that yet. Hopefully we know it here before too long. I'm assuming that answer is probably going to be coming. I would, I would guess it's going to come in May, if I were to guess. Um, I might be completely off there. I might not be till June. I'm not sure. But uh, hopefully, eventually we'll find out for sure that the Steelers are scheduled to go back to training camp in La Trobe. And the question that was brought up is like, okay, they've gone two seasons not being there. How many players on the roster have actually been to training camp in Latrobe, and how many of them haven't? Well, obviously, a lot of the you know guys that you pick up that are you know uh, futures contracts and things of that nature that are are guys that may or may not you know you know it's a kind of a longer shot to make the roster. You're going to have some of those, so you can't expect to be everyone. But how many of the players on the roster were with the Steelers in? in 2019 or before, which was 2019 was the last year they were in Latrobe, um, to, and, and so they've actually had that experience. So I went through and broke it down. Now, I hope I didn't miss anybody because the way I went with it was I just looked at the 2019-91. It was 91 because they had the the international exemption player in uh, Christian Scott Williamson. Um, they, so they had a 91-man off-season roster, and I looked at the roster going into – the The last preseason game, I'm fairly certain that they didn't have anyone in camp earlier that then that that wasn't there at the end and is now back with the Steelers two years later. I'm fairly certain that's not the case because there was someone who it could have been and they were actually there. So I already got them. So here are the players on current on the Steelers current roster who right now I I have as 74 players. There um there's three players that are questionable um in. Robert Spillane, Marcus Allen, and J.C. Hassenauer, who supposedly were given either restricted free agent tenders or exclusive right tenders, and have not signed them yet. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and count them because all three of them were ones that were actually in Latrobe in 2019, even J.C. Hassenauer. But here are the players that that I have that I have that were in training camp in Latrobe, at one point with the Steelers. Mason Rudolph, Benny Snell, Trey Edmonds, Deontay Johnson, Zach Gentry, and Kevin Rader, because he was still he was with them that long. The only, um, the only offensive linemen were Chooks Okorafor and J.C. Hassanauer. Then you've got Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, Tyson Alo-Alo, and Henry Mondo was with the Steelers in training camp then. You also had T.J. Watt. The only other quote-unquote outside linebacker was Christian Kuntz, who is actually now the long snapper, (laughs) so uh, got to throw him in there. Then there was Devin Bush, UG3, Robert Spillane, and to Gray Scales, believe it or not, who's been on and off the Steelers roster for years now, it seems. Um, Cameron Sutton, Justin Lane. The only safety, because he was a safety back then, but now he's not, was Marcus Allen, and then, of course, Chris Boswell. Now, we're going to go back in and look at the safeties. Well, that's right. I was going to say, but what about Terrell Edmonds? Did I miss Terrell Edmonds? No, Terrell Edmonds isn't on the Steelers roster right now. That's that's. I almost, I almost second-guessed myself into that one. But yeah, so those are the players. Chris Boswell and Christian Kuntz are the only specialists, although those guys on offense, those on defense. If you count them all up, that's 22 players. 22 players out of the 74 on the Steelers roster have been to La Trobe for training camp. That's 29.7%. So just under 30%. That means 70% of the Steelers roster now has not been to La Trobe. And just think, that's going to change. What's going to add to that number? Could there be another player or two that's been to La Trobe that could be added? Sure. You could have someone like a Terrell who had been signed back um, or Joe Hayden, Zach, some of those that I was mentioning before. But look at the number of players that you're going to have, rookies, undrafted free agents, players like that that are coming to camp. That's going to dilute that number even more. So to look at that as 22 players, 22 players for the Steelers right now that have been to Latrobe for training camp, that if they go back this year, they'll be the only ones that have been there and experienced that before. That's just is really interesting to show how much uh, things turn over in just a few years. Now, if you took the three players who aren't under contract out and said, okay, it was 19 to 71, that made it 26.7%. So just thought I'd throw that out there. But that's that's crazy. So if you look at it, even if the Steelers added, and, and I think this is a little bit unlikely, let's say they added three more players to their roster that have, that have been to La Trobe before. Three more players. Okay. Well, that gets them up to 25. But twenty-five out of ninety—that's still—that's still only twenty-seven point eight percent. So you were you were looking at at well over seventy percent. You were talking about more than two-thirds of the players closing in on three-quarters of the players. If they had nobody else that's been to training camp um, to their ninety-man roster, you are now under that that one quarter. You're under that twenty-five percent. So you're talking to where there could be as much as seventy-five percent of the Steelers off season roster, if they can return to, to Latrobe being players that have never been there before, you know, players like Alex Highsmith and Chase Claypool that, that, have, that you now feel like, Oh yeah, they should, you, they should be giving the Steelers plenty. Now they've been around long enough, but they've never been to Latrobe. So I really hope that the the Steelers can get back there. Um, and I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, I already said with about all our other shows, make sure you're, you're tuning into all the, all the other podcasts, if you're someone who wants to listen to a lot of Steelers podcasts, we got them for you. We've got we've got 3 a day coming your way. If you're someone who who likes to listen to not as many but for you like them to be very specific in what you hear, we've got you covered there too we we do, we've got a little bit of something for everybody. Make sure you check them out. There might be some of those, some of the, there might be shows on our network that are right up your alley and some that just may not be your cup of tea. We understand that we want, we want the goal of the behind the steel curtain podcast network to be where there's enough content for someone who wants to overload themselves with Steelers, but yet If you're just looking for, for something specific that we can, we still have you covered there as well. So I just want to thank you for joining in. And as I always say, thanks for keeping out.